Hello everyone, I'm Lauren and that's Carla. Hello. And this is Chirping with ABAL, Season 3, Episode 9. Just a small disclaimer before we start, these are our thoughts and experiences. We are definitely not claiming to know everything. We're just speaking from our empirical practice and we just really like sharing some content with you guys. Um, do we have anything to discuss from our previous podcast, Carla? Uh, not previous per se, but you, you'll notice that we didn't release a hoots in May, and I apologize, that's, that's on me, it was my hoots, but I didn't have the time, I'm afraid, so we'll just give it a miss and carry on with the schedule as best as we can going forward, but this might happen once in a while, and we apologize, we're doing our best to kind of keep the schedule, but life is very, very busy, and this is a free service, <laughs> so... Please feel free to communicate any topics you might be interested in or questions you might have. You can email us on aba.owls.uk at gmail.com. You can contact us through our website www.abaowls.com, on Instagram at aba underscore owls, or on Facebook at aba owls. <sighs> and scene. <laughs> so, the topic for today, uh, we we have a repeat guest because it's someone we really really like so we asked her to come back because she's very clever so we have our friend and colleague back uh, amy if you remember from our episode back in november 2021 i think yes i think so <laughs> hi <laughs> feels like a lifetime ago i know right oh and it was in the winter we did it, so it was dark. And today's uh, it's, light. it's my winter now, so I'm cold. Yeah, this side. Oh, it's oh. autumn. It's autumn. Oh, but it's beautiful. It's my favorite time of the year. If you ever want to visit South Africa, come in the autumn and winter. It's the best time, promise. Then why are you complaining then? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our topic for today. So we invited Amy over because we want to talk about PBS. Um, and Amy actually... Is quite knowledgeable on this. Well, she'll say she's not because she doesn't want people say, <laughs> saying, why did you say that? But she is very clever, so she knows what she's talking about. Um, and we do feel oh, that... Oh, thank you. Yeah. And we feel that PBS, the which means positive behavior support, is an area that's growing, especially in popularity and people knowing about it. And we thought, you know, our listeners, you guys, would benefit from knowing more and from a person who actually works with those kind of procedures, with that intervention. So we're very excited to have her back. And, you know, as usual, we're going to follow our what, who, where, etc., and where, when, etc. So we hope you enjoy. So the way we're going to do it, Amy, is uh, Lauren and I will follow our WH questions. So we're going to, you know, ask you about the what, the why, the how. And then we're just going to have a mm -hmm. chat about it and see where the evening takes <laughs> So I'm going to start, um, Amy. So obviously we're going to start off with what, um, and we did some of our own research, but we'd like to hear from you. So going to start off with what is positive behavior support or PBS as we go, we will refer to the acronym from now on in the episode. So everybody PBS is positive behavior support, but what is it? How would we understand it? If we had to, if you had to describe it to us, Amy. Um, I suppose, like you guys have done your research, and I'm sure people listening kind of have an idea as well. But um, the way I've always kind of described it is it's a framework. So it's supposed to 
fit into you know if you've got a school or maybe a residential company it's a framework so it needs to everyone kind of needs to be um operating along a positive behavior support um strategies so it's really about implementing from the base upwards um everyone should have a certain amount of behavior analytic training um and understand what behavior is what it means what we're uh, what the person might be trying to communicate so I suppose yeah that's how I always describe it anyway it's a framework um, and it uses behavior analytic principles absolutely so the when you have to describe it to people and they are so because there's always mm-hmm. going to be a comparison with ABA because they have similar like identical procedures for most part so if mm-hmm. if someone asks you you know um what's the difference between PBS and ABA how would you have to differentiate between both um if i'm making differentiation i suppose it comes from a lot of different places that different differences um, the main one, I suppose, being, and it's definitely true here in Ireland, I don't know how true it is everywhere else, um, ABA kind of, they treat that like, well, that's for schools, and um, positive behaviour support seems to be, well, this is for residential care. Um, overall, a lot of the strategies and the learning are very similar, and again, from my experience, it seems to be when I'm working now, as I do at Positive Behaviour Support, it's very much about the person. Um, we're not really focusing as much on school-based targets like you might see in an ABA school. It's very much what skills does this person not have that would be really helpful for them to uh, live a better, more independent life. So realistically, and again, I actually had to Google it today because I was there going, hmm, is there a massive difference? And a lot of people kind of put it down to, oh, well, PBS doesn't use punishment. Um, A lot of people maybe don't understand exactly what punishment <laughs> means. Because I was th- <laughs> I was thinking to myself today going, hmm, do I, do I use punishment because punishment's a dirty word no one likes it (laughs) but what it actually means is you know something is implemented to reduce the likelihood of that behavior happening again and if it doesn't work then it's not punishment (laughs) it can be aversive um but I was thinking I'm working with someone at the minute and they are you know they're creating a bit of a mess and they have continuously been making a bit of a mess um for several weeks in a row now um so you know we told them you know you need to tidy that up (laughs) um and amazingly as if by magic they aren't doing it anymore because the responsibility is on them to clean it up um so I suppose if you look at that and what punishment actually is we did punish the behavior but I don't think there's many people out there who would consider that punishment if that makes sense Mm, absolutely yeah exactly because even even removing attention is a punishment um well in aba at least it's considered punishment that's why i always get confused with what is pbs versus what is aba in the sense that it just feels that it's 
a different name and that in terms of punishment like you said some people consider something punishment others won't like even though even if PBS mm -hmm. avoids punishment which is fair enough it it always felt to me like there has to be a degree of punishment because if it, if removing attention is a punishment like i'm sure there's behaviors that are ignored where the positives are focused on but if they're if the let's say inappropriate are ignored that in at its in itself mm. is already punishment yeah and i think that's um part of when i was having a think about it today and looking at all the uh read a couple of research articles on it going hmm maybe but yeah i kind of came to the same conclusion like i would never say i use an aversive but do I, you know, are there consequences to all of our actions? Absolutely. But a lot of the research I was looking at really did point out the whole framework mm. piece and how, so I suppose like a lot of the people I work with, they might not necessarily have a full behaviour support plan. Okay. They might just be working with staff who have received positive behavior support training from me so the staff kind of know themselves what you know behavior is going to communicate something to us um these are you know the ideal environmental situations for this person um so all the staff should have that kind of level of training to maybe understand and react to behavior appropriately so that'd be like considered the lower tier i don't know if you guys saw any of the triangles today and then you get the second tier, which is, you know, people who maybe need like some some supports, but it can kind of be delivered in a group scenario where maybe they're all learning the same skill. And then you kind of get people who'd be really high needs, would need an extensive behavior support plan. And that's, you know, another bit of PBS that Again, I'm open to being corrected because I haven't really worked in ABA schools or ABA settings for a while, but I'm not sure if that kind of triangle is used or the pyramid is used in ABA to kind of describe who gets what services. Yeah, I, I th from my understanding, because when I did, I did a, a module on PBS when I was doing my master's in ABA, and I remember the gentleman who explained it to us was like PBS is a rebrand of ABA because we need to still use the pr the principles and the and the procedures they're good it's just that the name is so tainted that we can't say that anymore um and so they started calling things PBS but he also highlighted the fact that it would be used for people that um didn't have as many self-help skills so it was more like as you said more life skills, uh, vocational skills, um, self-help skills based kind of um, procedures or being able to support people there. So I, I think that we might be agreeing on some of those things. Um, but I did find an article which I will we will reference um, in the um, wherever we need to reference. Um, but it it's quite interesting because it it's talks about not necessarily the differences, but how um, one has got more airtime than the other and um, how mm. they they both could be doing really good, a lot of good for people, but because one may receive bad 
a reputation it's not being used and why that is so it's quite it's quite interesting to read i haven't read the whole article it's 20 some pages um but yeah so it could actually help us clarify a few things there too um but yeah thank you amy i think that was that was thorough carla are you happy should we um move on to another question i'm not sure no i'm not I am. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> She's never happy. <laughs> never happy. So who do you like, Amy? Like, so we mentioned, you mentioned about living skills and your like, because you mm-hmm. work with many different clients. And actually, you you I we didn't even ask you this, but like you changed um, jobs uh, since we last spoke to you. And obviously, don't have to say exactly yeah. where you work, but like, can you? And I can edit this to the beginning of the episode, but like, uh, what kind of setting do you work now with? Is it with older people, with younger? So before I had quite a diverse age group. Um, now I'm working for a smaller company. So I'm working with people from, I'd say maybe 13 up onto maybe 25 mm. at the minute. Teenagers and young so adults. So young, young yeah. adults, yeah. Yeah, but that will be changing over time, as it always does. Yeah. So, because you you mentioned you use a lot of PBS, so is do you think there's a, a particular, let's say, age group or people that a PBS is more appropriate, or is it more about depending on the level of skills, the type of skills that need they need to be taught? I think with PBS and like particularly in the service that I'm working in, and I'm trying to train people in it's it's for everyone really Mm. it's it's you know there's no one in the service that wouldn't benefit from staff who understand behaviors of concern um so yeah I I would say it's for everyone it's just maybe different intensities of support required Mm. um so yeah just just like sort of tagging on to that so what setting would you apply PBS? Now, obviously, you just answered that everyone can benefit from it. Like, is it more applicable in some settings, but needs to be adapted like ABA, to obviously to the the client? Or do you think um, that you are able to, is it certain environments that it flourishes more? I think the person's kind of home environment um, is where I've, been mostly implementing it um obviously then when they're going out in the community you have your guidelines for that as well but it's it's very kind of holistic I suppose like you're taking in and I know um that's not to say ABA isn't holistic it's just we have like you know the SLTs recommendations the OTs recommendations and you're putting them all into like one kind of plan um but yeah most of the clients I work with are in you know a home setting or a respite setting that they sent they would spend a lot of their time in I I would assume also you know with consistency the more that people are trained as you mentioned before the more they're implementing consistent um uh, you know procedures or Mm -hmm. things that you would see more progress because of the environments like obviously home and wherever they're accessing things in the community yeah definitely and I suppose that's something else as well you know if before when I was working kind of in schools you get them for the six hours maybe seven hours a day whereas this is you know ideally we're 
you know, if we can get mum and dad on board or family on board as well, it should be kind of consistently implemented nearly all the time. So there's that. Absolutely. I was going to say that I found found it interesting that you said about the speech and OT because the clinic that I work for, uh, and they have, it's a, well, it's a clinic, they have different age ranges, but the one I work for are really young kids, and they do provide OT and uh, speech services, but it's not like it's a full together plan, it's like, you will co- we will communicate with each other, we'll say, oh, do you want to try this when you run this target, we will try to keep in touch, but there's no, it's not a all together plan like we have our ABA targets they have their speech targets and their OT targets and like I try to get the feedback from speech and OT as much as I can especially when there's something that my kids are struggling with Um, but I think maybe that could be a difference that's highlight more highlighted in PBS that's not in ABA which is like you said the the plan it's all combined it's all together so maybe that could potentially be one one very relevant difference between both methods because in ABA we're very well known for we have our procedures and even though ABA will collaborate but we all know that when ABA decides okay this is our turf much like other people obviously other or ed, other areas uh, we're very like okay this is our stuff and then speech and OT get integrated into that as opposed to it's not always a collaboration it's usually more of a integrating into the targets the ABA procedures as a you, you know you guys know what I mean yeah yeah I yeah, think I also you. you know and it's also the environment we were in so that's how we understand it you know mm. um, clinics mm-hmm. and educational settings are have multidisciplinary teams and um we you know working together obviously we have more success but ultimately expertise need to be respected for and they are there for a reason you know professionals will provide um their professional opinion and um so yeah i um i think maybe that's also our context of understanding um i I have a client and we work exclusively in his home um, he was 16 when I we started when I started working with the team, and now he's 18. So technically, he should have been in school, but school wasn't meeting his needs, and so we provide everything at at um within his home, um and his parents are fully involved in it, and it's definitely definitely made an, a massive impact because school wasn't willing to work with us at all, or with his parents or anyone really. Um, even though we had therapists going into school, the school setting to support him. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely, we've seen more um, progress because there's more consistency and there's more, um, there's bigger global goals going on. It's not just school-based targets. It's kind of like life skills and developing, you know, interests and um, having them out in the community and, you know, exercising his social skills wherever he goes for groups and community outings and all sorts. So, yeah, I definitely have seen that. So I've been very fortunate um, to have both experiences um, and very grateful for that because I can actually see the massive, massive progress he has made. Amy, like you, you kind of answered a bit of this um, throughout, you know, what we've been chatting about. But um, so essentially, how would you use... PBS on 
on plan so for example how will it be different if you were if you would be using ABA because we know there's the the punishment element that's you know essentially mm -hmm. taken out mostly uh, but like for example if you had a client would it be different to use PBS versus using ABA with that client like to be honest, and there is definitely PBS practitioners out there going, this girl doesn't know what she's talking about. No, like when I write a plan, yeah, I mean, now there could be other people doing ABA right now going, what is she talking about? But when I write a plan, it's usually a little bit of information about the person and their background that's relevant to maybe why they engage in the behaviours that they do, a description of those behaviours and what might trigger it proactive strategies that we should all be doing all day every day to ensure this person has a really good day little strategies that we might use if someone seems to be going off baseline if we can see them getting agitated and then you've got your red section a lot of people put it in red because it's the um it's the conflict resolution bit where someone is um heightened heightened and you know they are engaging in you know the highest level of their behaviors of concern we'll say and how we manage that situation and then we have a little bit about how you repair your relationship with that person afterwards mm. so you're pairing um or you know or whether whether you're better off giving them a load of space for the rest of the day and letting them chill out so um, they usually use like the color system that I was saying so like your green is proactive and again one of the things that is a bugbear for me is people don't usually use them they usually jump <laughs> straight to the red the red bit but I think I think that's PBS and ABA alike um, but but um, yeah so the green section and then you get your orange section for when things are going a little bit hairy we'll say and we want to pull back and maybe we reduce how many demands we're introducing and help them get back to their green section and then we have red and then your um which I've already explained and then you get your blue section which is your repairing the relationship um helping them calm down and stay calm um but realistically no a lot of the strategies I was writing one today where you know one of the triggers for someone is that they you know they're not 100% what's happening so they're having and it's not major behaviors concern but you know it's affecting their education because they're running out of a classroom so the plan is you know we're going to teach them to ask for a break we're going to teach them some yeah. self-soothing strategies all these things they're very similar mm. to what I would have done in an ABA school as well yeah it's kind of you know human behavior and behavior analysis as a science still stands so all the strategies are being taken from that so no I don't have a huge difference um in it and I do I know Lauren was saying there about the mm. rebrand and things like that and I do feel there there is a bit of that um during my research today I found like an article that someone wrote where they had said you know well PBS is the same thing as ABA um so therefore PBS is also very bad <laughs> and um I, I was kind of I was kind of reading it going oh no <laughs> but um 
I, you know, I don't really stand for the whole idea that, you know, ABA is my my really bold brother or sister in the corner. Like, um, mm. I feel, you know, there's bad behavior support practitioners everywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, and that's very unfortunate. The only way to get around that is mm. to legislate. I agree. I I totally agree. Yeah, like in Ireland at the minute we have um you know we've got the Psychological Society of Ireland who've kind of adopted us, but we also have the Irish Society for Behaviour Analysts, um and they're kind of putting forward, you know, an ethical um, you know, the ethics, the values, what experience you need, what degrees you need in order to be able to call yourself a behaviour practitioner because a lot of the stuff with ABA and the BCBA is in America and they don't actually have, the BACB don't really have any um, strongholds over us in Ireland. So yeah. there's still a lot of people who would call themselves a behaviour analyst or a behaviour support specialist who may not actually have the correct credentials no. to do so. Yeah. Um, and they can be doing untold damage which in turn damages the reputation of what is and I know last time I was on here I said this as well it's a science it's science isn't good or bad it's the application that is good or bad yeah no I I I I do think the the legislation is a is a massive issue and I think also the sort of um consistency in terms of training that people are receiving because it's very interesting. We, I think we assume that because people have master's degrees and things like that, and who, because they work in organizations, that they um, have consistent training. So when they are applying science, whatever it might be, um, in our case, uh, behavior analysis, that it would be, you know, that it would be the same as what we would do. And it's so interesting when you visit organizations and you see, and you're like, wonder why, wonder why they're doing that. <laughs> What's that? You know, um, yeah. is that when the, when there's there's the confusion, um, and I think also um, I spend a lot of time researching on 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 trying to find examples of good, um, you know, just doing self help skills on like on the internet, but like send people because if you don't have the opportunity to show someone, you might be able to give them an example, and just the people that are posting saying this is a forward chain, this is a backward chain, whatever, in terms of um, self-help skills, task analysis or stimulus response chains, they are talking to this person throughout the whole thing. And I'm like, I wouldn't do that. So it's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Even people that are yeah. c claiming to say, oh, this is, I'm a, this practitioner, I've got this many years experience and I work in this clinic and this is what we do. I see inconsistency in what I would deem a teaching method or whatever. So yeah, I think there's a there's a lot to um be looked at. And um I was gonna ask you, Amy, because surely people that are going into PBS have to have an ABA background because there is unless there are degrees you can get in positive behaviour support, which I'm unaware of, or there's courses, I don't know. So are they ABA professionals that get PBS training afterwards? How do, how are the and you you know maybe your colleagues also I don't know what their experience might look like. 
So I know there is a positive behaviour support master okay. now. It's in the UK. I'm just not 100% which university it is. I feel like it's Kent, but don't it probably is, quote yeah. me on that one. Um, But they, I think so. Yeah, but a lot of the people, anyone that I work with, um, over here in Ireland anyway are graduates of an ABA mm. master's um, and then it's usually that their experience has brought them into adult residential care which is um, it's legislated in Ireland anyway that you you know these HICWA designated we have HICWA there are quality um, assurance for residential homes you have to provide positive behaviour support um, and it has to be provided by someone who has some sort of um, experience in positive behaviour support. But you do, like you get varying degrees. Like I've met uh, clinical nurse specialists who would, you know, they'd have behaviour support in their title. And I, you know, that's obviously some course that they've done, but I, I wouldn't be aware of that. I'm just, I kind of only know the guys who do the ABA and maybe they did social care first and then they got into it that way. But it's, yeah, it's mainly the ABA masters. I'm wondering, is that going to start changing now that they're offering more courses? You are right. It is Kent. I'm looking at it now. Glasgow also has one. Uh, Cork. Um, Cork? Aberdeen. Uh, yeah, so those three, so Glasgow, Cork, Kent, and I think, yeah, and, no, not Aberdeen, no, not Aberdeen, sorry, just, no, not even, wait, not even Cork, no, this is a different one, why are you telling me positive one, so it's Kent and Glasgow, that's it, <laughs> Kent and Glasgow. And I wonder, Kent and Glasgow. The, yeah. the, brilliant, you know, is there, I'm just, I'm just so interested, I wonder if they, um, who's going to run those courses, because, you know, if it's um, I I imagine it took the ABA coursework quite a long time to get there because they have to get enough lecturers who have enough experience in the field to be able to lecture on these different things. So I wonder if they'll be transitional from other fields. Um, so so yeah. the the Kent University one says the program they follow the ABAI verified course sequence for the fifth edition task list. So that's ABA, Um I mean, I just, I do honestly think that both methods work, but one is just, I, I do, I, 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 I like, I don't know, maybe someone proved me wrong. It just feels like a, a rebranding, which in a way it's clever. In another way, may, like I'm, I'm, I'm a bit, mm, I'm not sure, I'm in a dilemma because one way, yes, it's really clever because you found a way to use ABA with a term that's less, stigmatized but on the other hand is it hindering the name ABA when it's the same thing because people just mm. f- decided that ABA is the devil I know that um, when I, um, I have some work in Australia and Australia is very much they call it a positive support behavior plan so you can't call it something I can't remember whatever it's a PB whatever but um, and and they also are very big on using positive behavior support it's not um, they don't necessarily talk about ABA at all. And they don't call themselves ABA therapists. They call themselves behavior therapists. So, yeah, there's the titles are, you know, slanted towards more the positive. Oh, we don't say we're an ABA. 
So people won't know we're an ABA or whatever. I mean, maybe I'm making an assumption. I just think it's very fascinating. That's why I'm asking. I'm like, is it the same? Are the courses the same? Who is going to run this stuff? Um, so yeah, very interesting. Both approaches show results. Both approaches are good. Um, and they help people in the end, isn't it? And they help people. That's what I hang yeah. on to. I think, I think like going back to the, the bit that I was saying about being like, they call positive behavior support a framework. So that's supposed to guide the delivery of the supports for that person. So I think it's almost like a little bit, how I want to phrase this, it's a little bit of a step backwards almost. Like I go into houses and I can just, you know, I'll be chatting to the person and it's more about, and again, I am open. You guys might be there going, that's what we do. <laughs> it's the exact same. <laughs> We're kind of there going, um, like I'll be looking at the environment around me going, right, you know, this isn't going to work. You know, the it's too noisy in this house for this person. They're not compatible with the other residents um this person kind of needs their own space to relax maybe they need sensory toys maybe we should get them an ot assessment maybe we should access um an slt to inform their communication um so i think the reason it feels different for me is because anytime i did aba it was always in a school setting or yeah, yeah, in a, yeah. In a kind of or in that setting where it would be educational, whereas now it just feels like it's very, you know, it's out well common sense stuff. But <laughs> how do how do we help? You know, how do we get this environment to suit this person? And then outside of that, how what skills should we teach this person mm. to, um, get them more engaged with their lives? Like, but yeah, I do think it's very similar. Yeah. Well, you know, I I've been lucky enough to work in multiple settings, so I um, I I don't only have um, that kind of because I remember what it was like to work in an institute. You know, I oh, say institution, <laughs> organization. <laughs> um, sorry, that's the wrong word. It's really it, it was an institution. Yeah, I know. Well, you it know, was, so it's an educational the feeling, institution. The feeling you know, was it there. is. It's you know, in the educational environment. <laughs> Um, so, but I also went into schools like mainstream schools and did ABA. So I had to look at very, you know, it has to work for the individual. It can't just be, um, really, uh, strict, um, ABA stuff and everybody knows what, what we're doing. It's like, oh, we've got a teacher and we've got a, you know, a lunch lady and we have whatever, and we all have to kind of navigate working with this kid. So, so maybe I have a Korean PBS. Who knows, guys? <laughs> you you probably do. But I, I think, like, and as much as, again, I don't like, like I said, ABA is not my uh, bad brother or sister in the yeah. corner at all. But I do feel like when someone describes to me what PBS is and what good PBS is, it always kind of strikes me like it's good ABA as well like the person's at the center if they can let us know what they want and they need and they can pick their own targets if they want to it's you know it's kind of they're going maybe good ABA and good PBS are fairly similar yeah exactly so Amy um I Lauren do you want to ask your end thoughts question because I think 
we can bring it to a close. Okay, cool. Um, I don't know, Amy. I was just thinking about it. And I, was, I don't know if you know of any books that you'd recommend or articles or anything to to read about PBS. If there's anything that you like, okay, when, I'm, when I work with new people, I go, oh, we must read this. I don't know if you have any suggestions for us, for our people who are listening. I think, well, the one that we've kind of, there's a Irish Society for Behaviour Analyst position on positive okay. behaviour support, and it's a seven-page document. I can get you guys the link for that if people want to oh, yes, please. read yeah. that one. Because that kind of, it's only seven pages, and it's very, you know, um, it's not going to take everyone Sexy. all day to read, and they're not going to be sitting there going. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be sitting there going, "What is she? Yeah. What is she after getting us to do?" But then also, there's the British Institute of Learning Disabilities have an introduction to PBS okay. uh, video, and there's the Callan Institute, which is also an introduction to behaviour support video as well. But I can share those links with you guys um, oh, if yes, you want please. to share them with Thank people, you. and they want. Fab. Thank you. To have a look and see mm. what they think and make their own decision. They might be yeah. might be sending emails going, you guys are wrong. They're completely oh, yeah, different. I know. We're always, <laughs> always open. I mean, Carla will, will um, verify for me. We Absolutely. are always open to people to criticise us and send us stuff. We, we are happy for that. We are not expecting people to be like, okay, Absolutely. what you say is gospel. Um, <laughs> so please get hold of us, guys. We are interested in everybody, what everybody thinks. So please, please do get hold of us to let us know. Exactly. So a uh, very big thank you, Amy, for joining us and listening to us. No problem. Yeah, thank you, Amy. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> I'll, um, I can send over those resources anyway and we can Fab. have a look at them. Oh, thank you very much. So, yeah, so that was fun. So anyone listening, please feel free to email us. Like Lauren says, we are open to criticism. Like if we, if it's, Good. Yeah, it's warranted. criticism. No, no, no inappropriate language. <laughs> Don't send us hate mail, please. <laughs> no, no name calling. Um, but you can email us on aba.owls.uk at gmail.com or messages on Instagram at aba underscore owls. If you have a particular topic or criticism or feedback you'd like us to address, we would love to hear from you. And the Hoot Chronicles will be out in two weeks' time on the 19th of June. And the next Owls will be out on Monday, the 3rd of July. If you have a moment, please rate, like, and subscribe to us. We have heard that it um, helps us get more listeners. And we are always into reaching more people because more people means more knowledge is being spread. Um, even if it's only our knowledge. We are Chirping with ABA Owls on iTunes and on Instagram and Facebook. And you can also find us on Spotify. Thank you again for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye. Thank you. Bye.